0: to do this is rambling your rams podcast that brings you inside of the team and news from around the nfl i'm your host and team reporter serena morales coming at you from los angeles california the player's They're off until training camp, but that doesn't mean we can't discuss the Rams world. Can't stop, won't stop. Guys are still working out. Coaches are still scheming up plans. So here we are. Another podcast, another fantastic guest this week. I got one of my friends. He's famous. He's fabulous. He's a former NFL player. More specifically, and we can never leave these details out, two-time Super Bowl champ. Catch up on ESPN with his glorious grand piano. Follow him on Twitter for his glorious grand thoughts. At Damien, Woody, D, Woody, let's go.
1: What up, Serena? What's the deal?
0: What's the deal? Like, look, my background is like paintings and like a Yankee bobblehead, and yours is a beautiful grand
1: piano. Well, I don't take any credit for this. Trust me on that one.
0: Can you? Can you? Can you play a couple keys on that sucker? Or are you just this is decoration.
1: It is purely decorative right now. Like I got the kids can do it, but I can't do anything.
0: All right. Well, happy Father's Day, by the way. Belated Happy Father's Day. Thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: Love to see you. Love seeing your face. Um, let's get to it, because you know what? It really grinds my gears and it boils my water when people ask me, and I'm sure this happened to you. So, what do you do in the off season? (laughs) Because my friends, if you are not at work, then you are preparing for work, just like me. I'm sure players are preparing for the upcoming season. So, Damien, even though players then they're not needed until training camp and take your vacation, do your thing, but can you just give the audience an idea of what players are up to, how they are keeping themselves ready for an entire season?
1: Yeah, so listen, I know this is like the six-week period between your, your official mini camp and, and when you report to training camp, guys tend to unplug a little bit, but before the real grind of, the season, but make no mistake about it. Most teams have conditioning tests when you come back. And if you're not ready for that conditioning test, guess where you end up on the PUP list. So you can't just go out here and be balling out of control and partying and all that. You have to make sure that physically you are ready to go uh, because these teams are hitting the ground running when it comes to training camp. So make no mistake about it. Guys are, are preparing both physically and mentally, for this, uh, for this grind, for this upcoming season.
0: Especially because there's an extra game. We're going to get to that right. in just a second. But first, not only are there a few new players on the Rams roster, which we will also get to, but there's a lot of new coaches added to the roster. So, for example, if you're the new O-line coach, Kevin Carberry, how do you get a guy like Andrew Whitworth's respect? If you're the new D.C. Raheem Morris – how do you get a guy like Aaron Donald's respect?
1: Well, listen, as a veteran that's, that's played in the league for 12 years, the best way a coach can give you uh, – can, you can earn, you know, respect from your players is by teaching them. Players want to get better. It doesn't matter if you're in year one or you're in year 20. Every player wants to get better. Every player wants to be put in a position where they're successful. So these new coaches that are on the, on the Rams coaching staff, they if they want to earn the respect of the players, make sure they're teaching these guys and making sure these players are getting better each and every day, whether it's from technique, from the scheme, whatever the case may be, because that's all players really care about. They just want to be successful at the end of the day.
0: Right. And even if you're an Aaron Donald and you think you're perfect, like A.D. definitely can always fine tune. And and then you don't need to have so many years like Sean McVay kind of has shown be a young guy coming in and just see the game in a different perspective. And I think that's what's the most important, to your point. Like, it might be like, oh, I never even thought about that. I've been doing this routine for so long.
1: Yeah, abs- listen, absolutely. I think, you know, my, my mindset when I played was you're, you're never too old to learn. There's always mm-hmm. something that you need to improve upon. And, and listen, a lot of these young guys coming into the league, these guys are getting acclimated quicker and quicker, it seems like, every year. Um, because a lot of things that we're doing in the pros now are coming from college football, Mm -hmm. which is smart. If you want to get these rookies hitting the ground running, do a lot of the things that they're accustomed to doing at the collegiate level. So we're seeing a lot of that. These guys are coming into league, uh, whether it's wide receiver or just all these other positions, quarterback, these guys are coming to the league running, like taking off. There's no holding hands. They are taking off. So I think that's why the league is in good hands.
0: League is in good hands. And Sean McVay, he is one happy man because there's one less preseason game that he needs to deal with. However,
1: I love it. I love it.
0: Okay, so I'm going to get both perspectives because I'm a reporter. So the young players like Sean's happy and we get that. But young players have one less game to get on a roster. Vets now, because they took the one preseason game away, they added that 17th game to the schedule. So now vets have an extra game to perhaps put their body through a little more. So that's where I kind of see what was the win here? Or is this sort of the winning sort of structure moving forward?
1: Well, I think the win is we now have a regular off-season. Remember last year, mm-hmm. there wasn't OTAs and all the things that are usually incorporated in the off-season. Yeah. So a lot of these new guys, you know, particularly rookies or undrafted free agent rookies, yep. they're coming into a full off-season program. So they're getting, they're getting a lot of reps in OTAs, mm-hmm. you know, in mini camp. They're going to get them in training camp. They're going to get a lot of reps in, in preseason Because yeah. as a vet, I don't need a lot of plays in preseason games. I don't. No. You know, hey, let the young guys, you know, get their reps or whatever so we can see who needs to um, who needs the reps, who are guys who are on the bubble. So right. from a best perspective, that's the way we look at it. And I think from the rookie's perspective, they're going to get a lot more reps than the guys who were entering the league last year.
0: Yeah, and you know, this is less of a Rams issue because Sean really hardly even plays any vet during any preseason game. It's all about like who's going to make that squad. It's So I think it's more for teams really need to think about maybe taking a more Sean McVay-like strategy of don't play your vets. Like they know how to play already and they're going through training camp to get the book down. But outside of that, you've got now an extra game to put their bodies through. Why utilize any of those preseason games for any of the vets? So maybe this is the winning structure, if you're thinking of it, again, in a more Sean McVay strategy.
1: Well, think about it. I, I, You know, I'm going to use I know it's kind of a a term that a lot of a lot of people in sports don't like, um, but it comes from the NBA, the load management. So think about it. You have 17 games now. You have one extra game and people will think, oh, it's just one extra game one extra game, that's a lot of contact. That's a lot of wear and tear in your body. So I think now, you know, that's where the Sean McVay's and some of these other coaches are thinking, okay, how can we manage these guys better to, you know, to take away some of the collisions and hits? Because it's not just games where you're having collisions. You're having collisions in practice, okay? The only way you get better at football is by playing football. And football is played in pads. So I think these coaches are going to start using some form of load management um, as a way to kind of get through the season. Because, Serena, as you know, football is a game of attrition. At the end of the year, it's about who's the healthiest.
0: The offense does have a new quarterback. His name is Matthew Stafford. We're familiar. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> it's <not a> surprise. <laughs> there's no confirmed center. There's a whole lot of receivers. And there's one really good running back, Cam Akers. What do you expect out of this bunch? It's a lot of pieces, a lot of good things.
1: Well, Serena, like, you know, I was on get up this morning and, um, you know, I made it be known. I have extremely high hopes for the Rams Mm -hmm. because, listen, we all know that the trade that went down with Matthew Stafford and obviously, you know, Jared Goff moving on to Detroit and the compensation that followed Jared Goff to Detroit as well. And I think that just shows you what Sean McVay and, and Les Snead and company, how much they thought of or how highly they thought of Matthew Stafford. And we know that Matthew Stafford has put up gaudy numbers in Detroit. Uh, but the one thing that's been missing from his resume is, is, is in the postseason. And so for me, for there you go. So for me, I think he has the most pressure of any player in the league because the Rams, in my opinion, They're a Super Bowl team right now. Right now, they are a Super Bowl team. They should be competing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and some of these other elite teams in the NFC. So the excuses are out the door. No one wants to hear any excuses for the Los Angeles Rams because this team, as presently constructed, they are more than capable of going to win a world championship right now.
0: I'm all about it. That makes me happy, Damian. I'm a, I'm all about that. We're going to move on to what makes me happy because we're going to stick on happy terms. Um, okay. Linebacker, Kenny Young, makes me so happy. Every few weeks I do attend things with these players. I ask them a handful of questions. We pick the best ones. And unfortunately, Kenny Young had so many good answers that some of them didn't make the cut. So I wanted to share with you some of his answers because these are he is a man of the people, Damien. When I asked him what's one thing he wouldn't throw out, he said, don't touch my goddamn hoodies. He's never, he's never thrown out a hoodie. He has all of his hoodies from back when he played at UCLA. He has hoodies that are have holes in them that look more designer than maybe they're not, but he saves his hoodies. He does not unpack his suitcase ever really when he comes mm. back from a trip like if you're someone that's like oh I'm back from my trip you might sit down for a few hours and then unpack that thing he's he says it's so bad he hasn't unpacked a suitcase for 3 months like he came 2 OTAs came two mini camps he hasn't okay. unpacked a suitcase yet i know kenny young and finally and i know everyone's been thinking about this but kenny young does listen to Kenny G. He says, Kenny G is a go-to. So I just wanted to share a few things that made me happy about Kenny Young that didn't make the cut. Are you someone at least that unpacks their suitcase when you get back from a trip?
1: <laughs> well, listen, you got to wash your drawers, I would <laughs> think. Right? Like, I mean, you got dirty clothes, you got dirty drawers, like you got to wash that. Like, Come on now, like
0: <laughs> maybe that's why I, I, he doesn't throw in his hoodies because he doesn't he hasn't unpacked them yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just like listen, I, now I rock yeah. with them as far as the hoodies concerned because that's my style all day, every day. Like I can go with a good hoodie at any time, but sure. like I'm not gonna sit there with no pat pack, no packed up suitcases for three months. Like,
0: God it was there. I,
1: like I gotta feel like I'm at home, not like I'm constantly traveling. I don't want that feeling.
0: I know. Yeah. I'm like, give it a day or two, but yeah. He's like, you know what? I haven't unpacked from my last trip. I was like, you might need to go in that closet of yours. You
1: might need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Might
0: I'm with to do you. That. Uh, switching gears here. News from around the NFL. This was the biggest news out Raiders defensive lineman, Carl Nassib became the first active NFL player to come out as gay, made the announcement on Monday via his Instagram We could go in a lot of different directions here, but really as a former player, I would love to know how does this change a locker room? How does it affect a locker room?
1: Well, listen, first of all, uh, congratulations to Carl Nassib because I can only imagine um, what he's been through. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's been in the league for a few years now and and to finally be able to live his truth. That's the biggest thing, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. be able to live his truth, and you, and as a former player, I take for granted the simple things that I could do all the time that maybe he didn't feel comfortable with. You know, me being a you know being a husband, just having my wife around, and and you know like post game, you know, at training camp, and all those type of things. And you know, for maybe for a guy like Carl Nassib, not even feel comfortable, you know, bringing maybe his partner or anything like that. Those are things you just take for granted, and I just feel and, and I uh, echo his sentiments as far as you know hopefully we'll get to a point where this is not even news that it's just you know we're just you know just going about our day but but kudos to him for being that guy to to put it out there and um um it, listen it makes the league better this is the direction the league needs to go go with because trust me there are more there are more call NASA's out there and if that inspires someone to you know to feel comfortable to make you know, to, to go to the same direction to call Napsa is great. It would be great.
0: How should, how do you think that the NFL can respond and help someone like him? Because you, again, you want to make this normalized, but you mm-hmm. also want to go, okay, you, you shared something that's pretty big for yourself to feel safe and welcomed and and could affect your game here or there. How can they kind of support him without being overbearing, perhaps.
1: Well, listen, I think, you know, you know, I, I think that. Carl Nasser is, is it seemed like the type of guy that he didn't want it to be about mm-hmm. him. Um, and I think the biggest thing that NFL can do is just normalize it. Don't turn it, you know, don't turn it into so much as like a distraction, but make it so like this is what this is what the league is all about. Yes. And I think that's what Carl Nassau is trying to do is like, listen, I'm coming out with my truth. But ultimately, I want to get not only my team, but the league to the point where this is normal, where guys don't have to make these, you know, these announcements and so on and so forth. So I think if the the league can help normalize this, then I think it would just I think it would it would benefit the NFL.
0: Right. Maybe just make it like, okay, we talked about it and we're moving on because now we just want to make sure that this is a safe environment for people to come out when they want to. And when they feel safe,
1: because there are a lot
0: more Carl Nassibs out there in the NFL, for sure. Um, All right. Serena social segment. It is time. Okay, this was hilarious to me. A man who finished last in his fantasy football team. I don't know if you've heard this story. spent 24 hours at a Waffle House restaurant. (laughs) that was his punishment for every waffle he ate though his sentence was reduced by an hour so 15 hours and nine waffles later he completed his punishment my question i don't what nine waffles is not hard to eat i could put down 20 waffles eat them in four hours and there's my punishment like what So I'm thinking maybe this poor man just doesn't like waffles. So I want to get to you. What would be the worst punishment for you? Like a place that you're like, I don't know how I could get stuck here. I cannot consume more than nine waffles in 15 hours. Like that's not even a waffle per hour ratio.
1: Yeah. Listen, first of all, this person was at an institution called the Waffle House. Anyone from the South right. knows the Waffle House is an institution. So eating, you know, nine waffles I can do that in an hour. Right. Easy. Like, easily knock that out in an hour and been walking out of there strong. But I-, I would say, listen, the equivalent for me, I would say an Italian restaurant. Because Italian food can, like, fill you up real quick. And so... That would be a that 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 would could possibly be an issue. I don't see anything else really getting in my way, but Italian food tends to like fill me up fast. So maybe that might be it.
0: You're right. Maybe that's it because come on, you and I like A waffle? waffle?
1: Like what really? Like, like dude, that, that's like dude, that's weak sauce. You let a waffle like like stumble you. Come on, bro. That's weak.
0: No wonder you lost your fantasy football team. You
1: can't handle the heat. You can't (laughs) handle the waffles. Come on, bro.
0: I was like, I read that. I was like... Nine waffles and nine. Right, that's it? 15 hours. Like,
1: right, bro, you like, can put bro,
0: down nine right there.
1: <laughs> I know. that That's so weak. It's so weak, Serena.
0: We're super, super. But yes, Italian food, you might have to wear some stretchy pants or something. Like, I get it. It's difficult. Like, bread just gets you. So,
1: yeah, yeah. I understand
0: the situation. All right. Well, I will end with say what ending our last segment, Damien. I love, I love the rookies for the Rams this season. They're fantastic. They're great. Um, And I asked, we asked um, them questions during their rookie media day. Who would you want to have dinner with dead or alive? And here we put some lovely music and we cut out a few questions. Take a lesson.
1: I would have dinner with Kobe Bryant just so he could teach me, you know, that Mamba mentality, so I could apply it. Uh, I would like to have dinner with Malcolm X. Uh. uh Probably Tupac, cause he was so inspirational. He seemed like he was a cool guy, so yeah, probably Tupac. And Muhammad Ali, like how how he approaches boxing, you know, as well as on outside of the ring as well. So Muhammad Ali.
0: Again, if you didn't like them, you probably at least get a glimpse of who these people are. Those
1: some great choices.
0: Yeah. We had a Malcolm X. We had a Kobe would love to get your take. Then now, like, who would you want to have dinner with dead or alive?
1: Man, I would say. um, I would say Malcolm X, like just to like just pluck his mind, you know, just being in that in that, you know, in that civil rights era movement, you know, being able to just sit down and break bread and talk to, you know, talk with him about that. That would be, to me, would be amazing.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. There were a few answers I didn't agree with them. Like, one of them said Mike Tyson, and I was like, you want to eat dinner with Mike Tyson? He's going, food, you're not going to be able to, like, (laughs) It's okay, Mike.
1: (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Malcolm X, I'm all about that. So, um, you know what, Jamie, I want to ask you this, because this was hilarious to me, too. You know, the whole jerseys are allowed to have, you know, wide receivers can now wear different numbers. The, the DBs, they're so happy they get to wear single digits. Yeah. Do you know any offensive linemen? Because the offensive linemen can wear 50 through 79. Is there any O-linemen that you know in the league that's like, y'all want to wear number one? Like, like just.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, like like honestly, I've had a lot of conversations with offensive linemen with like, why everybody, why, why are they hating on us? Like we're the like only position where it's like, we couldn't, you know, we couldn't possibly wear a single digit. I think big, I think big boys with single digits is cool. I really own do. It. Own it, it. It's coo- like own all of it, own all 300 plus pounds of it, like own it all. So I don't know, maybe one day we'll get to that. Cause I, I listen, it's football. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fun. Right. I want to see it.
0: I want to see like a guard wearing number like seven, like just like what is happening? Like,
1: I want to see like a lineman stretch the number nine to infinity. Something. (laughs) like
0: (laughs) That's all I needed here. Thank you for giving me that because now I can end this podcast the right way. Another episode of Ramblin' in the Books. Appreciate you for joining us. Guys, SoFi Stadium is ready for full capacity. Oh, I cannot wait. Now, what you need to do is be ready and snag some tickets for 2021. You can do that at therams.com/tickets. It's going to be the hottest ticket in town. I promise you that. Again, Damien, thank you. We're rambling in the books coming for training camp. In the meantime, stay safe and healthy, my friends.